Hey, Chris here. Just to let you know we had a bit of a technical hitch with the recording of this episode. The mic quality isn't that great. Hopefully it doesn't spoil your enjoyment too much. Hello and welcome to the Movie Bunker podcast, episode 41, with me, Chris. And me, Matt. It's Matthew and Chris from and the Movie Bunker Chris podcast. Chris and Matt. <laughs> you might think to yourself, hey, how was this episode for Well, the last time I heard you speak, you said it was episode 39. Yeah. We don't know really, but all we know is that on iTunes, we've started numbering our podcasts and now have told us that this, the last one, the June one, was episode 40. Yeah, so we've lost count of how many great, fantastic, downloadable episodes we've got. I don't know which is the mystery one. There's a mystery one there somewhere. You'll find it. I think just download them all again, just to make sure. <laughs> we can count them. <laughs> if we could a, do that. <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks, hasn't it, since we've uh, we've been in the bunker. They've let us out every other week to Yeah, get we've some been doing interviews air. with people, but we haven't done any films. I haven't watched any crap films. Guys. No, but we've got, we're back with a vengeance um, with this fantastic video game adaptation. Chosen by you, the listeners. That's right. It is... Doom. Here's the trailer. At a distant research facility, the final 10% of the human genome has just been discovered. And with it, all hell has broken loose. Now, a call for help has gone out. Game time. Listen up, man. We're going in hot. If it breathes, kill it. There's something coming up behind you. It's in the sewer! <laughs> what is that? We gotta go now. Evacuate! Evacuate! Sir, are you okay? Um, so yeah, what a film. Um, I'll give you the storyline or the plot synopsis. It's something has gone wrong at a remote scientific research station on vague. Mars. <laughs> <laughs> All research has ceased. Communication has failed. And the messages that do get through are less than comforting. It's a level five quarantine and the only souls allowed in or out are the rapid response tactical squad. Hardened marines armed to the teeth with enough firepower to neutralise the enemy. Or so they think. Oh. Uh, what I want to know, Chris, instant <laughs> questions here that that happened at the start of the film. Level five quarantine. What? How high does it go? You'd imagine five would be maximum. Why? Uh, it's unusual. <laughs> I suppose it depends. What what are they quarantining against? Yeah, like <laughs> what's a le- what's a, what would a level one quarantine be? Like an escaped guinea pig? Yes, yeah, some uh, someone has a sniffer. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's had some uh, some bad falafel. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you don't go in there. You don't go in there. Give that another five minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. But yeah, level five being the maximum of uh, quarantines. Oh, or is it? We don't know. We don't know. Level ten. They could go up to level ten. They could have mass- massively underestimated the, the quarantine year. Well, maybe they. I think actually, from the plot, the film and how it does progress, they do and have 
underestimated. They have. So actually, maybe five is mid. Maybe it's mid. And so if they knew what was going on in the in the lab, then it would be a ten or one, depending which way they go. <laughs> yeah, level one is level one. Oh, that's a difficult one. It's tricky, isn't it? Because they've gone level five. You don't know which way it's going to go. I think this stuff must be written down in some sort. Maybe of if manual. it was a higher level or lower level or something of more importance, they'd have said. A decent team of people rather than the shit arse. Would they then refer to the employee handbook to find out which way it goes round in terms of severity? <laughs> oh shit, we've gone the wrong way. <laughs> Let's just go for five. I can't work this out. Oh, Christ. Let's start at the beginning. Yeah, who's Cast. in it? Who's in it and who made it? We, we keep trying to break our own rule of Dwayne Johnson can save anything. Yeah. So we're really pushing it on this one. Um, actually, I noticed um, in the credits, he's actually The Rock still. He is. Yes, he hasn't taken his full title. He hasn't. <laughs> he hasn't. Yeah, reclaimed his title from the uh, from the Goblin King, and he's still walking around as The Rock. No, refer to me as The Rock and nothing else. Nothing else. Any sort of sense. When did he start to refer to? Well, it as... used to. I think it's like the the Littlewoods Trophy, where he slowly. He didn't just. Switch one day. <laughs> First of all, he was just The Rock. Yeah. And then he was Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. In like quotes in That's the middle. Right. Yeah. And then The Rock went away entirely and he fully became Dwayne. And now he's just DJ. Now it's just. <laughs> to his friends. Dwayne. Dwayne. Dwayne! Well, yeah, it's a pretty good cast. Who made it first, actually? Is, is there, a, there is a director. There is a director. <laughs> there is a director. The director was um, Andres Bartkawa. Yeah, he's a he's obviously Eastern European. Yeah, I can't hardly say the name Bart Kowicz. But you said he, Bart Kowicz. You were saying off mic that he's got some yeah, uh, so decent chops. He hasn't got like a, chops, but he has. hasn't got a huge. Um, he's got like an eleven film director credits. Um, is it his directing credits aren't great? Romeo Must Die is a decent film. Film. Um, Credit the Grave is, uh, is another um, is a sort of gangster film. But then he's done a couple of uh, video games. Yeah, he seems to be doing... Well, this is kind of straight-to-DVD kind of shtick, isn't it? Yeah, he's not done... I mean, after Credit the Grave and Doom, I guess, Doom had a good, decent Street Fighter 2, The Legend of Chun-Li, which I believe starred Kirsten Crook. Okay. From Smallville. Yeah, then. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but as a cinematographer, he's got a really good CV. So um, I noticed that he'd done Falling Down, Terms of Endearment, The Verdict... Ooh. Twins, oh. Oh. species, Ooh. Dante's Peak, ah. the Devil's Advocate. That's good. <laughs> Lethal Weapon Four, oh. U.S. Marshals, Speed, Speed, Speed. Canoe, Canoe Reeves. So yeah, he's oh, been so around. He knows Pretty's his... honour. I remember that one. He knows his way around a camera. He knows his way around a camera. Maybe not a script and an actor though. <laughs> Let's go through the cast. The cast is the next place to go because the cast is interesting. Carl Urban, so he plays the kind of main protagonist. Yeah, you don't John. think it is because obviously when you first open up, you're like, oh, it's The Rock, it's The Rock's film. Well, I think you kind of straight away think The Rock should potentially be front and centre and he is certainly on the cover of the DVD. Yeah. They make a lot of make a lot of him. Yeah. You, know, you kind of assume he's the, he's the main guy. But yeah, but Carl Urban, I like in pretty much everything he's been in. Yeah, um, you've got Rosamund Pike, who's a fantastic actress. Um, she's been in a plethora of things. You've got Dexter Fletcher turns up. He R, does. R. Dexter, um, R. fantastic Dexter. director uh, and actor. 
Richard Ash. Brake you'd recognise from yeah, films. Yeah, he kind of plays this horrible yeah, he's marine horrible. guy. He's horrible. He's always... So basically you've got a lot of then jobbing actors, uh, hard man actors who come yeah. in to play uh, a group of marines. So that you've got, you've, you've got your bad guy, uh, like I say, the Richard Brake guy who's this Portman character who's the horrible, snidey, ratty kind of a guy. Then oh, you've got... Yeah, of ratty. You've got the zen... Uh, you've got the Zen Marine who's yeah. really focused and, and, and stuff. And you've got the, the, the jokey around guy. And you've got the serious Asian guy. It's all very yeah. formulaic. And, um, but let's, let's not forget, obviously, if, in case anyone doesn't know, that's just, this is based on a video game. Oh, yes. That's the important thing. That's the important thing. The important thing <laughs> is that we wanted to do another um, like a video game to film adaptation. Yeah. And um, this just happened to be in like this, the sci-fi top. And it very serendipitously... Um, led to us being able to recycle a top yeah. five that yeah. we lost in yeah. the mix somewhere. Yeah, just yeah, on a tangent. Last episode we had my top five, which is historical events that Matthew had challenged me. But I challenged you in the game one, which no one had heard. No, we, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't know. We didn't put the right one in, did we? We didn't. We made an error in our uh, editing. Uh oh. <laughs> so we're going to go back. We're going to we're going to go back in time to a parallel universe. Yeah. Upside down. But it's it almost it almost feels planned because this is a video game and that's about video games. Right. So, so at the end of that top five, you're here. Me challenge you. No, no. Me challenge you to the thing that's already happened. That's right, Jesus. But wow. this, this is a good one. This is top five video games that Matthew wants to see made into films. Yeah, which would fit perfectly at the back of this podcast. Okay, so yes, it was a video game, a very popular video game and series of video games. Um, it's kind of what did it? it kind of really broke, I think, um, PC gaming to the masses. It really gave PCs a place, a place where they existed, you know, front and centre in the gaming world. Because, you know, everyone's always played games on computers, but around that time, consoles started coming out and people started to go, oh, that's probably the way to be playing games. And then Doom came out and it was just, it's not groundbreaking because Wolfenstein, etc. came before it, but um, in terms of getting out there and being popularised. Instant playability. It was the fortnight of its day. Yeah, because it's a, a first-person shooter, yeah. of it, and then maybe the first to to be like maybe plug-in and play essentially. And yeah, just... it was, it was uh, freemiumware. It was freeware, shareware. Okay, um, so it was everywhere. Every computer you went to had this installed on it, and you could play it. See how it's concerned. This film, I believe, is more centered around the kind of plot points of Doom Three. Okay, uh, which is kind of like the Hell Rift thing, but you know, it's, it's not exactly a rich tableau of no. story to take from it's basically there's a bunch of evil shit mm. on mars and you need to go around and shoot it yeah or cut it up with a chainsaw i never played doom ever 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 no ever? no but i did play its kind of predecessor which was quake quake 3 quake yeah it came out came after using a lot of the same engine i want to say engine Say engine if you like, mate. because it's kind of game talk, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Ooh, hardware engines. Ooh. <laughs> Stop it, Chris. You're getting me. Yeah, no, I, I, did, I played a bit of uh, first-person shooting in my time. I, I'll have you know, <laughs> uh, and I find it very stressful. Uh, Do you? Yes, and I, it hurts my eyes. Things move too quickly, and I find yeah, I get very stressed. Wow. I we once played 
uh, like a modern warfare or a uh, yes over the interweb once when you had an Xbox and I had an Xbox and you may have been in Malta at the time and I remember playing at the same time in my home in England yes and uh, in a party of like I don't know 20 30 people I guess <laughs> and I I just kept screaming more is hell more is hell <laughs> because you, you and your friends helped me, I think, to a degree, but I think it became impossible. I was literally spawning and dying, spawning and dying, and running around going, war is hell, war is hell. It's, it's awful. You were the, the kid in the, in, like in, the, in the squad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which they were going back to the cast. There is the, the, kid. the kid, the young Marine on his first expedition, if that's what you want to call it, or his yeah. first mission, um, who peed his pants, basically. <laughs> There is nothing new, original, or anything in this film in terms of how it is. I mean, the, the way it's set up that we were introduced to the Marines, they're about to go on holiday. Or <laughs> One of them is playing a very shit Game Boy. <laughs> this is, this is um, I actually wrote this down. It's like the biggest console ever. What fucking year is this? So there's the guys on the bed, it's uh, Duke, so yes. Razak, out. Uh, and this is like set in 2024 or something. Yeah. And um, <laughs> and like this is the film itself was made in 2004. Yeah, yeah. And I can't believe they they've managed to de-evolve uh, gaming consoles by yeah. about 30 years. So what apparently what happens in the future is you get to a certain <laughs> point of the life and then everyone goes bans video games. Yeah. And instead introduces things which are roughly the size. Of a Weetabix cereal box. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, with literally four buttons on them. Yeah. Up, yeah. down, and shoot. <laughs> yeah, and he's just sort of ram- mashing it. He's just mashing it. Yeah. Going, hey, man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got to get this in. And I was just like, that's insane. That is too big. Yeah, well, it's the first note on here. Shit Game Boy is what I'm going to say. <laughs> I mean, our, our notes are synced. <laughs> and the first time I just saw someone paying a fucking shit Game Boy. In terms of the plot, odd. they're preparing themselves to get some hard-earned rest or oh. downtime. And it's like, Dwayne rocks up oh, well done. and says, no, we've got one more thing to do. Leaves council, Mother Hubbard. Yeah. and they go, We've got yeah. level five. They're like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> is that level five in the middle? Is that good? Is it bad? Is <laughs> Which way it's is five. it? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and the other thing I wrote down as well is, is we've got small rock because we're used to yes. big rock. And the rock in this, or Dwayne, as we're, as we're all, DJ, as we know. Yeah. Um, he's small. Well, he's not small by our standards. He's no. A, he's still a big fucking guy. He's a wrestler, isn't he? He's a huge motherfucker. But he has got a reasonable sized neck in this. Well, he has a neck. <laughs> and he has now, a discernible neck. He's like a fucking oblong, isn't but, he? <laughs> so what I find weird is looking at um, small rock. <laughs> yeah. Is that he actually, like, not just muscular-wise. Yeah. He seems statuesquely smaller, like oh, height-wise. Yes, yes. Everything about him seems smaller, and it seems like he's just literally hulked up yeah. at some point and just gone. He's grown a foot, yeah, both up and wide. Yeah, remember, I think he's he's worked out on his foot muscles, and they've given him an extra few, <laughs> extra few inches. I love the guy. I I really do, and I think you know he's good in everything. He has charisma. Yeah. Charisma, yeah. which um, has way too many syllables than it should be. Charisma. He has yeah, charisma yeah. in buckets. Yeah. Buckets yeah. and buckets of charisma you can just waft around the room. And I get the impression of everything I've seen him on, like talk shows and just in general, that he's a jolly nice chap. 
Yeah, like even like YouTube videos where um, I've seen one where he, he actually stops his car in the middle of a highway to sign someone's signature because they kind of just go, The Rock, oh my fucking God! Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. Hey, guy. He's done some... Stay in school! <laughs> yeah. Is he like the equivalent of uh, Mr. T? To But nice. Because well, I don't think actually Mr. T would probably be a bit of a cokehead, wasn't he? Oh, apparently. Oh, sorry, liable. Allegedly, he might have been into drugs. Was he? I think he might have been. Oh, wow. I didn't well, know I bet they did whatever they could to get him on that plane. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, anyway, Small Rock. Small Rock. So we get this, this whole big setup of them going on like a... It's a mashup between aliens... Uh, it's got the Predator feel. Yeah. Because they're, they're, the, they're, they're, they're the special forces guys. Yeah, I, don't yeah. know. Um, I, I found it weird that they kept loading their weapons <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> like, right, time to get on the chopper, lads. Okay, is there any bad guys on the chopper? No. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Then they all get off the chopper, and I'm like, oh, this must be where the bad guys are, because they're all off. Yeah. (laughs) Do do the exact same thing. But no, they're just getting in the lift. How dangerous are the lifts? (laughs) There's a guy... There's a guy in it with a big gun, isn't there? You know, there's always the one with the rat, the Gatling gun. Yeah, it's always a Gatling gun. There's always a Gatling gun guy. Ever since Predator. And he kisses it. Because it's like Sarah Jean. (laughs) Um, Trope after trope after trope. And we get them periodically they're punctuated through this yeah periodically punctuated through the film they, they eventually get to the, the, this earth base where they then are transported to Mars via a, a blob of kind a of blob yeah a blob of oh can't be asked to deal with space travel <laughs> yes <laughs> That's it's just like mercury crossed with well water it's kind of like a it's like zero yeah. gravity water in a blob, and they just basically have to touch this blob, and they eventually what they do they well, they're instantly transported into Mars, to Mars, to, straight to Mars, yeah. into the lab there. A Dexter Fletcher, that's where you meet Dexter Fletcher, who's the science guy, right? Yeah, there's a science. Oh no, guy. is he on the other side in Mars? He's is he in Mars or on Earth? He's on Mars. He's on Mars. He, okay. he, either he goes with them to Mars. I think he goes with them to Mars. No, he's in Mars. They arrive in Mars, and he's there, right? Because he's on the other side of the like a the blob. Maybe not. Oh, it doesn't matter. He turns up in Mars. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. So needless to say, bad things have happened. Bad things have so, happened. But I was confused by the whole... Right, so they go, right, uh, uh, we got level five quarantine shut down, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and then... So they, they, they go to the Earth base. They go through the blob. Yeah. They land on the other side. Yeah. And there's people just milling about, just working normally. Yeah, there's, there's kids there as well. There's like families. Yeah, there's just like yeah. levels of... There's levels of this place, but rather than go, oh, we've got a level five downstairs. Yeah. Should we get out of here? Just crack on with with their, with their life. Well, that's why I think maybe they don't know the extent of this, or the severity of the of what's happened. Maybe level five is just middling then. Well, they wouldn't have called in fucking in the army then, would they? Or the Marines? They would have just yeah, said, go and check out. It's confusing. Colin, yeah, mate, go and check out. Pop what's downstairs. Going on. <laughs> okay, it's only a level five. It must be fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he comes up losing with it with arm one arm missing oh. I think we should either go to four or six I'm not sure I'd have to consult the handbook yeah very strange as we're introduced to the fact that Portman is a creepy fucker as he's walking around being a massive sex pest oh yeah it reminded me a little bit of um, Icky Pop from Tank Girl you know Oh, it wasn't quite that bad. <laughs> no, but he even looks, he looks, he just looks like. Yeah. And it's the only role this guy would play, Richard, Richard Brake would only play 
creepy sex pests. Sex pests. That's all you can do. Um, it's Wait, really, we need a pedo stat. <laughs> Who can we have? I've got Richard Richard Brake on speed dial. He's on his way. Um, but we're introduced to Rosamond. Ros- 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 Rosamond. Rosamond Pike. Yeah. At this point. Um, so we're, we're introduced to Rosamond Pike and then introduced to Rosamond Pike's nipples. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, well, actually, no, first, sorry. Rosamond Pike's nipples are firstly introduced and yeah. then she <laughs> follows in about yeah. two minutes after them. I mean, she asked, she asked for the... the they are about bras in space, apparently. <laughs> she was asked for the heat to be turned up. They're like, no, it's fine, it's fine. We do need we do need this for the film because this is a man's film. <laughs> so and polish up those nips this. and get in here. Um. Can I uh, at this point then um, cards on the table and point out one thing that I actually liked about like was it you know, interested by I don't know I found yeah. it better than shit is that um, Rosamund Pike wasn't ever sort of like she's a decent character in this. And, like, when you're first introduced, like, Carl Urban's character is, um, like, oh, should I go to Mars because the woman, that woman's there? And you kind of go, oh, for fuck's sake, there's another ex-wife story. Yes. They're going to fall her back in love again. He's going to yes. rescue her several million times. Um, but then it just turns out that she's his sister. They're estranged. And they've got, like, a, a weird... They, there's, like, a, there's a shoe foreboding um, in well, there. It never goes anywhere, does it? But it's no, like, it doesn't. It's a shoehorned-in subplot yes. to try and give it some gravitas yeah really and, but she's not she's pretty good in this and as no. I say there, there, there is no there is no shoehorned in love story which no. I appreciate it because no I think I think based on I think the only thing apart from the nipples she's fairly yeah, I mean, it's, fairly it's, well it's represented it's hard to make eye contact <laughs> with her she's, she's fairly well represented I think represented re- represented yeah so, I mean she does get obviously saved a few times you know uh, no, but but then she does the saving at the no, end. No, she does. She does her own. I think she holds her own in the whole film. I don't yeah. think she does anything. Else not bad. Not as bad as. I mean, she she comes does a lot better than most of the Marines, the rookie Marines especially. But yeah, her and Carla, brother and sister, and it turns out that there is something going on in this lab that's causing something as a foot mutants or 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 a strain of something. So it's kind of like it's a bit like Resident Evil. It's a bit like Aliens. It's a bit like Terminator. Yeah, it's a bit like Predator. It's just got everything in it, and it's a very claustrophobic setting. There's not probably a great deal in terms of sets. You know, they probably use the same surrounding several times. <laughs> yeah. So it's labs, it's sewers, it's tunnels, and you know, a lot of places for things to hide and creep, creepy stuff to happen. And so, yeah, they come across some of the lab people. Wait, the, the, the level five mentioned is based around the fact that six scientists have I gone... They've gone AWOL. Well, yeah, even though they're in the same building and stuff, which is, I think, it's odd. So that they've gone missing. Colin couldn't find them. They're, they're wandering around, and they're, they're, this happens in quite a lot of these sort of uh, seek films, is that there's an inconsistency about how they react to different situations. So, bear in mind, they don't know the situation, and there are people missing the, the first time they see a bit of movement they just start shooting at it yes yes uh, yeah. but then later on when there's clearly some sort of possessed motherfucker in the corner they're like uh, Dave Dave are you okay <laughs> <laughs> and Dave's eating he's, he's, he's got a fucking severed hand in his he's, got, he's got a hand in his, in yeah. his hand he's still, uh, yeah. clearly, clearly clearly hungry he's got the munchies <laughs> 
just going back a bit, you know, we were when you're kind of being introduced to all these characters and they're all coming onto the screen and, and yeah. kind of developing a story. No one's quite died yet, but you're in your mind, you're playing the game of you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. Oh, and what's that? Got a family of you? Dead. dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Looking forward to going to Malibu on vacation. <laughs> I don't dead. think so. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, creepy pedo guy, you're dead. You're dead. Um, Actually, he's not the first to go either, either. People mutating into monsters and monsters themselves running around um, isn't normal. No. And yet, like, no one at any... like, there, I, There's never a point where someone goes, this is really weird, yeah. let's stop and think about this a bit. Yeah. They all kind of just do that thing where they just take it in their stride. No one seems to go, hold on. Let's take back, let's regroup. Let's regroup. Go back to where we were and In fact, hold it down. In fact, Portman's character, who's obviously throughout the whole film made to be a twat mm. and a sex pest, several times, in fact, at one point, goes off on his own to do so. He's like, yeah, we're going to need backup here because this is all fucked up, kind of weird. He does. And Dwayne Johnson's going, Dwayne the Johnson, is like, nah, we can handle it. Yeah. It's like, well, two of us are already dead. There's a monster running around chucking penises at people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we need help. We were building up to a, a quite a decent plot point, whereas... Oh, sorry. No, with Dwayne the, the Rock Johnson is, oh, is, yes, it, is yes. in on it, isn't it? He's yes. in on these, these, these experiments. And I've got to say, Rosamund, Rosamund Pike's character, Samantha Grimm, is not... This is a surprise to her that this is going yeah. on. Yeah. And um, her colleagues on. are doing something that they should Got be you. doing. Video game tie-in parts. I noticed when they uh, when um, Dexter Fletcher's character Pinky flashes up the schematics. It's actually the map for the game. Ah, oh, okay. They're quite famous because it's like weapons area, the architectural dig, blah blah blah. So that's the same. Uh, the big fucking gun. Is uh, straight out the BFG, here, the BFG, or well, Big Force gun, I believe I saw it written. And um, another little shell was the uh, plaque on where the gun was held. Um, that's some random measure. It's actually the cheat code for unlocking all of the guns and weapons. Yes, the Doom kit. That was cool. That's a nice little tie-in. Yeah, the gun, the gun is unreal, isn't it? It's big, big fucking. Once gun. he finds the gun, this is the rock. Once he finds Seems it, to have something, he's drawn to it, isn't he? Yeah, it's a bit. He's excited. He Ooh. likes big guns. He loves the big gun. And that's kind of changes things. Something a bit more poke, yeah. or whatever he says. <laughs> Not poke, it was a very English But it's, it's, um, it's uh, under wraps because it's like, it's a prototype, right? Yeah, yeah, it must be. It's and it, it, it shoots All out. All prototypes float. Yeah, it, shoot, it, it shoots out like a blue laser. Yeah. And then it creates like a lump. A, lump of, <laughs> a big melty lump of whatever right. it touches. That's all right. Um, so it's not a safe gun to sort of shoot. I got bored of making notes, and that's kind of where my notes ended. My my last note is shit crystal maze because it has that kind of feel to it. Oh no, we need to go to the industrial zone. Oh no, quick to the architectural dig zone. It's an automatic lock-in. <laughs> the thing is, is, well, two minutes. is that they actually go back to a few places. They've clearly gone, no, we have got any more money for any set. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what do you mean? So Just move the furniture around a little bit. We've got to go back to uh, the architectural zone again. You've got three crystals. That's 15 seconds in the dome. Try and make a plot out of, obviously, a very scant one in the video games, which is shit goes wrong, sort, sort it out by shooting it. 
Um, there is this genetic plot stuff there. They find, um, so Rosamund Pike um, has found like an early precursor who has a 24th genome, um, which was engineered and she was, the, this fossil they found to have no diseases was faster, better, la 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 la. But then oh, later yeah, on, yeah. they find out that the same virus, the virus is, um, so when he chucks his penis at you, yeah, it will either bite you or not bite you, depending on whether or not you're an arsehole or not. No, I think it bites you regardless, but depending on where you go. So you'll either become superhuman strength and fit Just and healthy, awesome. or you become an straight arsehole. up bad, uh, an asshole baddie. An asshole monster. So body. that's why there's different there's different types of not many people turn into the goodies. No. Well, Dwayne, One. Dwayne, uh, this is the, there's a kind of nice little, I guess a, a nice-ish looking plot twist towards the end where you would think that Dwayne Johnson's character Sarge would be like the main lead or someone that comes up and saves the day. Yeah. But but you learn that fairly it's, soonish it's that little, there's something there's wrong going around. on and he knows something that us, us we don't. But he does get mutated and he becomes superhuman strengthy and baddie, yeah? Yeah. And then Carl Urban all kind of has to... Well, he gets injured and then Rosamund Pike saves him by injecting him with the virus. And he's like, don't, because I might turn to monster. He's like, nah, you're a nice chap. I know you deep down you're a good guy. And yeah. he is. And they have a massive fight off yeah, like but a, after a first-person section. Sorry, I've skipped this big... Which is the big part of this film. The whole entire reason for this film exists, to have this. And I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, he is enhanced, and then he gets the, a gun. Yeah. And then he goes, the camera swivels round in a nice little way. Yeah. And goes behind him, and then he go into he his face. himself as a mirror. That's right. And then he go into first-person mode. Yep. But... The, yeah, it's just with a big unnecessary, oh, like a banging rock song going on. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm. They missed the point, They missed the point entirely. Is that people play first-person shooters not because it's an awesome view, <laughs> but because it puts you in control. Well, wasn't this just like a nice little nod and a wink to the? To the game, like to I say this know. is a direct I, I mean, homage to the game. We're going to physically. I liked do the nod and winks, which were subtle, like the gun and the map and the bits and the, the slight bit of storyline. Well, you've got to say like, no, there's no, there's been no other computer game movie that has done something so literal as as, as oh, that. I don't know, have they not? You know, you haven't had, you know, I guess they have bits in it which are reflect the game itself, but nothing that actually physically mimics it. No, that entirely. No, I mean, I mean, I think it's there for the for the fanboys, isn't it, and girls? But it's yeah, it's un- I still think it's unnecessary. No, I I, I think it's I think it's over long, over it long, massively um, over long, and it's it's like a it's a little bit of fun, isn't it? It's a bit of a show off kind of segment because you've got a film like Hardcore Henry where they they the whole film the whole film in first person, but this wouldn't have worked. But it is it does seem to be. Yeah, overlong and a, and a bit of a gimmick, but I didn't I didn't have a massive problem with it. I just thought it was a, it took you out of the film a little bit. Yeah, which weirdly because like it's meant to be more immersive. That's why people like playing those games is immersive because you know you are You're you the see your own hands and that's it. Whereas in a film, it becomes weirdly less immersive. You're actually separated a because it starts to look like a computer game um, in terms of the, the quality of the special effects and the 
rendering of yeah. the scenes. It actually resembles a computer game. And then B, because you're not controlling it. That's the fundamental difference. You're not making it go left. It just it's goes left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the performances across the board aren't bad. I mean, even like the bit part actors that play the sort of deranged scientists and stuff are okay. You yeah. wouldn't watch this and go, oh, Jesus, he's having it up. They all... They all believe their the, roles, I think. Yeah, the, the actors are all fine actors. The problem, right. the problem is, and they deliver the lines that they've got, I think, to the best of the ability. The problem is the lines are god-awful. Awful. And it's the most ridiculous script. And that, I think with a decent script, it would have been a low-budget um, B-movie. I don't know if this is going to be part of your trivia yeah. later, but um, in the trivia I read that may or may not be bullshit, is that they tried to contact someone Peg and Edgar Wright Yes, it is in my trivia. A bit of script polishing. Yeah, yeah. But never, they obviously went, no. <laughs> Can't polish that turd. Dwayne Johnson plays it very straight, but he, there's a little bit of smouldering that he does. Um, <laughs> I do like a bit of a smoulder. Um, but when he goes bad, he does make a convincing He's villain. a good bad guy, yeah. Um, you know, he is, he's scary because he's a big guy and he does. And uh, Carl Urban, I think, was, was pretty cool. Uh, and Rosamund Pike did well, and the, uh, as you say, the rest of the cast did all right. It's just they were saying some pretty bad oh, dialogue. There was some, yeah, there was some... CGI wise and uh, visual effects wise, I thought it was fine. Uh, the, 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 the practical effects that were there, yeah. the makeup and everything was absolutely fine. I mean, the monsters and the creepiness of them, and the... obviously we have to remember this is, is, is this is a conversion of a, of a video game. Um, but I mean, early on, it's it, like you mentioned Resident Evil. There's some real uh, similar beats to Aliens. The bit where they're in like the watery tunnels and stuff. Yes, incredibly reminiscent of the sort of mute um, scene in Aliens, where they're sort of going around. Everything's too dark. Things like flashes and. So they're clever with their effects, I suppose, in keeping it dark. And, and then again, that's in keeping with the game. Everything was overly dark in that game. And, Things popping out all over the fucking place. Always, always, someone's light stops working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, tick that box. Tick it. Okay, let's go to budget then, Matthew. How how did it go budget wise? Well, tell us. Sixty million was spent on this. Pretty. That's pretty. a decent budget. It made twenty eight million in the states, and then fifteen million elsewhere. So. Not well. That's bad, isn't it? 105 minutes over long, so much, say. An unrated version. Which... So is his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't drag, though, did it? To be honest. No. No, I was quite tired when I started watching it, and I, I didn't I didn't have that thing where I'm like, oh, for fuck's sakes. What would you say was its redeeming features, then, in terms of the movie? As I said, I, I liked the relationship between uh, Rosamund Pike and Carl Urban. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. It was nice not to have uh, someone just there as like a token love interest at some point. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, I guess mm-hmm. familiarly love is uh, stronger. Well, look, I mean, something that could be... sorry to interrupt you, but it's, uh, look at the cast. It's just penises. Oh, it's a penis factory. It's, it's, just, it's just one. There's no there's only one person without a penis in this. That yeah. I can see. Instead two nipples. <laughs> the fact that I noticed it and you noticed it it made me uncomfortable. <laughs> well, it's just, again, it's just, Christ. Yeah. They have nipples, women. Yeah. <laughs> it just, we don't need. It was just, 
Yeah, it's I suppose seemingly it... unnecessary. I don't know. Oh, okay. anyway, I, so I, it's I, a I, minefield. I, I, think, I think we're stressing too much <laughs> on the nipples. It, it was just really weird. No, I know. I know what you mean. But do you remember, did you used to watch Friends a lot? Yes. Because Rachel Green always had, yeah. was always smuggling peanuts. <laughs> always. Yeah. And they she must, issues. they must have deliberately, I think that's a definite thing. Like we need nipples, Rachel. Do your thing. She'd go out in the corner and you know <laughs> get an ice cube or something. Oh, God. And uh, that I don't can't know. be a thing. That's, it can't be. It must well, just no, be natural. Cons- or... No consistent nipples every episode. And I just think it became a fact that so we know she's our she's our I don't know one for the well whatever one for the dads. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't want to sound like a complete misogynist, but I I felt that that was per- I felt that was deliberate. <laughs> <laughs> so are we, are we, are we levelling deliberate nippleage at this film? Yes, yes, absolutely. Oh, yes, right, okay. I, I must admit, I've seen her in many other films and I've never... No, she's not a nipple person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, she's so... She's not known for nipples. Apart from the nipples, I did enjoy her performance. We've managed to basically de-evolve the yeah. movie world by talking about her nipples, nipples for 15 minutes. <laughs> and I wanted to... Oh, yeah, that was all right. And as I said, the performance is generally across the board. It, it was it was not a horrendous film. It didn't make any horrible, horrible mistakes. It didn't go too far or too short. I didn't, unlike you, I didn't enjoy the first person sequence scene. I felt it weird and contrived. I think they could have gone a lot more down the stealth horror route because, you know, that would have been in keeping with it. As long as they had some action moments... Um, they could have slimmed it down to one person and maybe made it more survivable at some point as well. So, yeah, no, it was, it wasn't, as, like I said, I don't think it was as bad as I was expecting. Um, I think video game films are awful, generally. You, Chris, well, well, For me, I, I, I'm thinking this film is absolutely fine. I, I mean, there's, there's lots wrong with it, but yeah. it's, it's not a bunker film. Ooh. I think you know we might have to float it out there, but for me it's it re- it's reasonable. I mean it's not something you would choose to put on potentially, but if you were in the right time, right frame of mind, uh, there's good there's enough good stuff in it that would make it watchable, especially if you like that kind of if you like the good that kind yeah. of stuff. It's not about necessarily liking the game or feeling nostalgic about the game. It's just about you like that kind of that whole marini shtick. Yeah, and it does have Marini shtick in it. So. And, and and for me, the, the effects were good. I liked the, the actors, and the, the Rock doesn't save the film as such, but he makes it, it improves the film. And he's good in it. Thank you very much. Good night. Wow. So do you want to hear some um, little bits of uh, nuggets of... Um, what's, what, what do I usually say what, around this time? Factoids. Let's get factoid. <laughs> okay. Let's get factoided. Not everything needs a thingy, Bob. Okay, so Dwayne Johnson was offered the lead role of John Grimm, but chose the role of Sarge because he thought it was more interesting. Right. And I guess it is, because he gets to be a, a bad person a bad halfway through. Uh, two working, vibrating BFGs, Ooh, that's hello. the gun, uh, were, were created for the film and both were kept by Dwayne Johnson. Working? Yeah, Isaac, they vibrated. 
So despite playing a tough guy in the movie and having a tough guy image in general, that's Dwayne, by the way, Dwayne Johnson admitted that he felt nauseous after playing the original Doom games. Uh, Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright were asked to polish yeah. the dialogue, which you... you, you Ruined. There's a bit of a goof. We've talked about this in terms of the plot, but since guarding the gateway is the priority, why doesn't Sarge simply leave most of his forces in the gateway room and use a small force to search the facility? After all, his decision not to do so precipitates the escape of the organism back to Earth. Oh, they do escape. Yeah. Uh, the prevention of which was the point of guarding the gateway in the first place. I think it's because there was no like physical, like visual difference between Earth and Mars. No. It there was, was very no confusing. difference at all. Anyway, that's your factoids. Thanks. No problemo. You facted me up. Yeah. You full. Ooh. I'm full of fact. I could burst. <laughs> <laughs> it's reviews time. Jeez, I'm doing it now. Yeah. We've got some reviews. So anyone who's not unfamiliar with the podcast, you probably got, if you've got this far, congratulations. <laughs> but to our loyal listeners, you know what's coming. The film's critically panned. However, we find the contrast contrasting ten out of ten reviews yes. on usually IMDb. Always, yeah, but sometimes YouTube actually. Yeah, wherever we can find funny things to say about the film that are written by somebody else. Not just maybe not funny, but just anyway, different. I'm rambling now. So if you've got a ten out of ten, you can I share. Have. There was quite a few actually. So this is by Rick Kemp, and it's called Doomtastic Mindlessness, which it is. <laughs> Good grief. Does what it says on the tin. A no-nonsense, straightforward blood and gore fest. With some nice scares and good pacing. Acting and script a bit on the cheesy side, which actually fits nicely with the overall premise of the flick. You know, adapted from a video game. Mars. Marines. Unfeasibly extreme weaponry. Motherfucking monsters, etc. <laughs> yeah. The first person stuff is a complete blast and a great homage to the source material. I tittered my way through the entire sequence, much to the annoyance of an OAP next to me. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck showing was he going to? Is this the same OAP that keeps turning up in our reviews that goes to these weird fucking movies? <laughs> There's always an OAP in these reviews. Why are, you, why are these people sat next to and terrorising old people? I don't know. And he was tittering. And it was the tittering that was annoying him. <laughs> That's a good titter. I have, um, I have news to, for Rick Kemp. Is that it, the fact that this guy's an OAP is neither here nor there. <laughs> if you sit next to me and titter away, you're going to annoy me too. Yeah, tittering is up Yes. Um, if you want thoughtful story, highbrow scripts and characters to really care about, try Yui Bowl's Alone in the Dark. Fuck off. That's potentially the worst film I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, unchain your brain, grab the nachos and prepare to make like a drooling idiot for an hour and forty. <laughs> well, you obviously saw the uh, uncut version. Drooling idiot as Drooling well. idiot. Tittering away. <laughs> 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 Then leave the cinema, proceed to internet, and place pre-order for the unrated extended DVD with 12 extra minutes of playtime. Due out February. I did, and I feel great. <laughs> Someone's got buyer's remorse. So I've got one I'm going to read out. Uh, it's a 10 out of 10. It's from Scott Bandy, 123, um, and it's called Bar. I don't understand. 
I've been a fan of the Doom PC game series since the beginning. I recall rumours of a live action film ever since about 1995. Last year, when I was finally able to confirm that the rumours were true, Ooh. I was pumpeded. So I went to go and check out the flick as soon as it was in theatres. At first, I was somewhat steamed that they, never, <laughs> <laughs> that they never actually went to hell. In a movie based on a game about going to hell. But then I got to thinking, maybe hell is just a metaphor. Oh. Maybe they knew what they were doing after all. Props to them. <laughs> also, I was pleased to see a movie without any stupid romantic scenes. Yep, put in there. I hate those. <laughs> overall, overall, great movie. Although maybe I'm just favouring it because I'm an old school fan. Yeah, good old one. Old what? He's just an old... It's the way I phrased it at the end. No one, um... <laughs> no one, um... No one mentioned nipples, so just us. No, just us. Maybe we need to maybe, maybe have are. a rethink. Maybe, maybe we need to have a little chat <laughs> I think ourselves. we need to really have a rethink about what we focus on <laughs> in the podcast. <laughs> we are building a brand, not destroying it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. That's it. That's it, game over. So we, we feel the film isn't deserving of bunker status. What do you think? Uh, I've seen worse. Um, it does. You're right, it has a place and a time. You're not going to watch this if you're fancying some Schindler's List action. No. Um, Black Klansman, it ain't. <laughs> Aliens is better. Predator is better. Yes. There are a lot of films like this that do it better. However, this is reasonably made. It's just got a shitty script. Yeah, it's just a shitty script. So it's fine. It's halfway up the bunker. I, I think that the, the Predator thing is, is the killer for me, though. Because if I wanted to watch a film about a ragtag band of Marines that get into trouble uh, with an unexpected uh, antagonist, yeah. then I would watch Predator. Get to the chopper! <laughs> and get time to bleed. Yeah, that is a fucking brilliant film. Oh, I love that. Every time I can't not watch it. If I'm flicking through and it's yeah. on, it's uh, just... I, I don't, I cannot, I don't know, the first time I saw that film and I was probably too young to watch it, I was absolutely blown away. Well, I didn't know it was about Alien. Right. Like, yeah. afterwards I did. Yeah, <laughs> when it reveals itself. But like, in the beginning, I just thought it was another short, you know, Arnie film about him being a commando and whatnot. Yeah. Two's pretty good as well, actually. Two's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Two's not bad. Anyway, we can't talk about good films. No. That's not the point. But we can talk about the top five, which we'll splice in here in magical editory terms. It's top five time. It's top five time! So I love top fives! The top five is uh, running away, isn't it? Running away with us, pretty much like the podcast. I thought this would be clickbait, and I was wrong. Why? No one clicks. <laughs> I don't think we, 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 we don't tease it enough. We don't tease it enough. We give the game away, don't we? we? Well, I just figured that if you want to hear why... Yeah, we're not going not gonna to go, ooh, number two. You won't believe number two. Yeah, I mean, it's a difficult Although thing. this time around, you will seriously not believe it. Don't look. Sorry, I didn't see Fucking anything. Fucking hell. Oh, it's a surprise. I didn't see anything. Last top five was mine. So I did, like, sequels that never appeared or yes. not got yet. I like And them. I challenged you to... Your favourite thing, which is computer games, you know, and games. And games. You know, Scrabble and... Yeah. Tiddlywinks. <laughs> oh, I love a tiddlywink. Um, but you, top games. Top 
top oh. five games to movie that haven't already been done. Done. Which, um, initially, I thought this is going to be a piece of piss. I could give you 20. Yeah. But um, the problem is, is that a lot's been done already. Oh, really? Lots have been done. So many computer game films, but poorly. I mean, admittedly, poorly is the problem here. Yeah, they're all, they're all bad. Um, Apart from Detective Pikachu, which is getting uh, good reviews. Is it? Yeah, Center, yeah. Well, Ryan Reynolds t- can do no wrong at the moment, can Who? he? Ryan Reynolds. No, he's... Who would have thought he'd be the voice of Pikachu? Tearing yeah. it up. We yeah. digress. Um, so, yeah, so um, I gave myself some guidelines. Um, one is that it, it couldn't be of something that's already been made into a film. Um, well, then, yeah... <laughs> Was that defeats the object. That would defeat the object. Um, secondly, is that it, it can't be inspired by film. Uh, okay. Cause so, it, like, the, so that basically got rid of all of the Grand Theft Auto series. Is maybe Red Dead Redemption because huh? of the... Huh? I thought that was peak cinema. But yeah. it's, it's, it, it borrows so heavily from... From, from already, you know... Cinematic. Yeah. I mean, and obviously there are so many hugely cinematic games that they're almost don't need to be converted um, the I won't give some of them away but um, yeah so it was, it was trickier than I thought it was going okay, to be fair enough well listen you're the right person to do this challenge because this is right up your alleyway alleyway so hit me with it bosh 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 so I'm going in at a start oof number five and this is not in any no particular order. This is the fucking order, Chris. <laughs> oh, you're not doing a me. Cop out me. Yeah, go Cop on. Cop out me. Number five, Soul Calibur. Never heard of it. Oh. Oh, I have heard of this. This is a fighting one. Fighting one. So, yeah, yeah. um, Mortal Kombat. Done. Yeah. Made into a film. Yeah, bad film. Street Fighter. Oof, how has that not been on the podcast? Uh, well, it might well be. Um, I think actually that's been two films. I think Christian yes. Crick was in um, played Chan Lee's in one. Kylie of them. Minogue. Um, Tekken, I believe they made as a film as well. I think. Right. I seem to remember. Dead or Alive, they definitely made into a film. They've been done. They've been done poorly. Yeah. Soul Calibur is um, a fighting game, but very much like uh, Tekken before it um, has a strong storyline arc threat, and it's about a cursed sword. Okay. That um. But it has sort of great power, so it's, it's it's tempting for people. Okay. So there's this uh, like a, a a collection of sort of twelve, thirteen or so fighters okay. that bring themselves together to compete and try and win this sword, or actually in an adventure mode, go through and defeat people as they meet each other okay. to um, uh, get the sword. But then eventually, the sword corrupts the person that has it in any way. Okay. So they turn into a corrupted version of themselves. Okay. It just sounds like it would be a, a, a blast. Like a ring, like the ring, you know. It'd be like, yeah. Yeah, it's like the ring from Lord of the Rings. It's like, oh, I want it. I want it so bad. And then, oh, it's made me go all evil. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. <coughs> and so what kind of characters are they? What are they? So you've got uh, a knight. Yeah. You've got uh, go nunchucks. Yeah. You've got a samurai-looking guy. Yeah. You've got uh, a ninja woman. Oh. Yeah. You've got like a, a Greek fighting ninja woman a uh, Greek fighting woman yeah uh, you've got this weird guy with like knifey hands that's all weird but it looks like a Venetian um, blind masquerade mask kind of thing uh huh um, so there's yeah. lots of different characters oh plethora I mean this is the thing with these beat em up is that beat em up is that what they call them is the genre it's a beat em up yeah they they oh, were uh, 
I remember going to play uh, Street Fighter 2 in the arcades in Poole, Dorset. Ooh. I used to put my 20p in to get another credit. Oh, Bosh, bosh, bosh. Me and my brother used Six to... Six buttons. Yeah, it was amazing. That yeah. kicked off big time, didn't it? It's that? like, what the fuck is that? Why are there six buttons? There's more buttons than there is controllers. Yeah, yeah. It Street was... Fighter 2 was amazing. You just mash, 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 wasn't but that, it? They... Yeah, that, they murdered that film twice. Yes. Yeah. But this is their chance to get it right. To mm-hmm. get it right. So right. calibre the film. Yeah, I, I, like, I like it. It sounds interesting. Colour me... Intrigue. <laughs> okay. Right. Number four. Number four. I ummed and heard about this one a lot, and I just literally, before the, the thing here, tried to do another research to try and get rid of this one off my list, because I'm not sure it really belongs. Right. But maybe it does. But maybe mm. it doesn't. But maybe it does. But maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't. Metal Gear Solid 2. Oh. Sons of Liberty. It's kind of the first, it's, it's a massive game for the PlayStation generation. Um, the first kind of stealth, first massively popular stealth game. With, uh, and, but with huge, huge story in this. This, why, is, this why? is why I didn't want it in there, because it's got huge story and it's almost pointless to make this into a film. Why wouldn't you choose Metal Gear Solid, the first one? Because that was just on a NES and it was... Oh, you mean the one, the PlayStation 1 game? Yeah. Well, I agree. Snake. 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 Innovative gameplay as well. Like the the time of the the mental guy, you had to plug in the other controller, control Snake that way, so he wouldn't know what you was doing. Um, uh, the key to one of the puzzles was on the back of the case and stuff. And you would be hunting around to try and find a CD oh, case. Yeah. Until someone said it's actually on the back of the CD case. And yeah. I still didn't get it. What CD? Case? What are you talking about? No, the CD case that the disc comes in. Yeah. Oh, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. It was a, a real... The thing is, that game was one of the games that I played and played and played to, to get it perfect. Yeah. And I, d- I don't think I've... I've not done that with many, many games when I was able to play games. I remember a bit in it where um, to get a sniper shot of someone, you have to sit in a box covered in wolf's piss. That's right. Necking tranquilizers. Yeah, <laughs> you basically have to yeah drug yourself to stop shaking and get the right shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whilst covered in, tr- and you can get addicted to them. Yeah, that's it's, right. It's brilliant. It was amazing. And there's, but the thing is, and then this is an important thing in all of my films uh, choices here is that the thing to do and the thing that we have to do is that don't do that nodding fucking thing to the game or nod nod. So if they made Metal Gear Solid film, I don't really want to see him in a piss covered cardboard box. At no, any point. no, no. But the, the new- unless it's unless it's relevant and it's unless it's baked into a scene like actually important rather than just. Like, um, they made Doom into a fucking film. Um, yeah, and they did the whole first person. And they had, person. like, the, the big fucking gun thing and the first person situation, and it was horrendous. It's just, don't do that. If you're making the game, the film of a game, take the essence of that mm. and film it like you would a normal film. Don't just drop shit in there to try and fanboy it. Well, the villains are good in this this film as well, uh, this game as well, aren't they? Because you've got that ninja guy and... Uh... Oh, it'd be amazing. Disappearing. Yeah, no, good choice. And uh, yeah, but yeah, so I'm gonna because again, it's, it's very cinematic. But then I think all the ones I picked are, to be fair, great choice. Thanks. Number three. Number three. Mass Effect. I know you're a big fan. Oh. Well, this would this is a good choice because some would say that this is unadaptable. 
Some would say this Some is unadaptable. Some would say. But why? Why? But just because it's an interesting universe. And again, we've got an interesting, well, very interesting series of uh, protagonists. It's not yeah. just, you haven't just got a big bad. You've got, is the big bad a big bad? Or is the other thing a big bad? Yeah. Is yeah. there other big bads out there? Yeah, yeah. Um, huge array of characters. Yeah. Um, well, it's a space opera, isn't it? I mean, there's so much going on. And the, the, one of the um, sort of key, well, not key points, but one of the sort of interesting and talking points of the game was the fact that you could actually, alongside the story, you could form a relationship yeah. with several of the characters um, so it just you know you, you could have a, this could be a proper LBGT film with a, yeah, a, a yeah, yeah, yeah. where the the sexuality was like undefined even you could even make the the actual sex of the main character completely androgynous and leave them a, a, a blank slate to place your own I've got a great idea what if this was a Netflix choose your own adventure film oh what like a Bandersnatch. Yeah, and they're good. doing loads of other cartoons and things as well. The kids are into them at the yeah, moment. Yeah, but I think then, in a way, you'd, you'd almost... It's almost too close to the game then. Right, yeah. I think I think let someone direct it and mm. take you on a good story. Yeah, it's loads in there. It's loads in there. I love, the games were phenomenal. But they, they I mean, they always... I always get backlash. I mean, the third game was notorious; had a load of backlash from the players. But oh, I, to the I, point they, they recut the ending. They recut didn't they? and did stuff. I mean, I agree with some of it, I, but it was a cracking game. And the new one isn't isn't as good. I, I I borrowed a console from a friend to play it, but did just didn't have the time to invest in it. But yeah, no, great choice. And you can see that on screen. The aliens yeah. are fantastic, and the races are fantastic, and there's yeah. so much depth. It's it's a cross between, you know, Deep Space Nine. Well, any Star Trek really, and and you know, uh, Battlestar Galactica, and yeah, Dune, you, you could have. I mean, it could be a mini series, but I mean, let's start off with a film. Let's get, yeah, let's get it out. There. Yeah, like um, a Serenity kind of thing. Yeah, good choice, Matthew. Well done. You're Cheers, doing man. really well here. Uh, number two, but my number two and number one were um, armed and armed, armed and armed. Yeah, armed and armed and armed and armed. Yeah. Uh, but number two, uh, Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. So, so there are a, a million Final Fantasy um, games out there, but this one is the one that I played to absolute death, uh, to the point that at the end I had a gold chocobo. That wasn't fucking easy to get, I'll tell you that, Chris. <laughs> the amount of fucking gold chocobo races I had to race, and chocobo breeding... It was insane. I would even attempted to do that. It was too hardcore. It was hardcore getting that. I bet you're one of those guys who kind of cast Knights of the Realm on repeat to see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did that. <laughs> Bastard. I could only dream about reading that sort of shit. Yeah, yeah. The the uh, the material that repeated the last spell you did, and the other material as well that um, when you died, you resurrected and then cast the last spell that you did. So you'd cast it twice, um, and then the Fuck thing would out. hit you. And then you'd come res and then cast it again. Yeah. You would go and make a cup of tea with that fucking thing started because it was lengthy. Well, I'm, it, we've basically you've broken the you've broken a wall here in terms of nerd <laughs> nerdness. This is ridiculous. <laughs> we've never done. We've never gone so deep. We've never gone so nerd. I've gone full nerd. But um, for anyone that's not out there, the the, the storyline is, is for anyone who's not out there. There's plenty of people that are not out there. <laughs> 
<laughs> for all the comes, people not listening. For all that, that as podcasts what, go, this is the... What I meant was for anyone that is not aware of Final Fantasy VII. So the, most people are aware of the Final Fantasy series. If not, then it's just a fantasy series. Mm. Um, Final Fantasy VII is kind of set in this magical world, which is kind of half technology, mm. half um, magic, um, and follows the story of a, a young, uh, young soldier called Cloud, that um, has kind of got some memory loss issues mm. um, and is, is drawn into like a rebellion against his former employers, um, the Shinra Corporation, I want to say, um, and then has meets a myriad of characters. Um, and, and then there's, there's this big, big bad guy, uh, Seroff, and uh, yeah, it's just epic in storyline and... It's one of the first games I've played and felt things whilst playing. Not those things, Chris, you dirty-minded bastard. I know. Um, but, like, there's, you know, it's, it's just such when a death, strong story. When the deaths happen, when, like, some of the main characters, some of your oh. buddy characters, when they actually die. Yeah, Game die. of Thrones can shit the bed. Because yeah, yeah. this one, this this started off with killing the bad, the, the people that you never expected to die. Yeah, it's a great game. I, I, yeah, I, I think it's, I first bought a PlayStation, and I, this is one of the games that, I thought I'll never get into this. It's too much. There's too much, it, and then it you end up bad. just getting really, yeah, unbelievably geeky. About my, my issue um, is that I think it's almost unfilmable because so many people have such. And the thing is, it has that um, retro thing where, in your mind, the graphics and the story and the things that you saw are mostly. Uh, filled in by your imagination because it's very basic isn't it in terms of what we see now it's very pics yeah. not pixelated yeah, like polygons it's, it's yeah, yeah. but brilliant and loads of nice cool fighting and well and the, fighting. and the world that it's in is just incredible yeah it's amazing it's like something like some it's got 50s retro-y kind of looking zeppelins and cross between you know steam engines and then you've got spaceships and floating ships and yeah dog, and, and then magic dogs and stuff yeah right it's around. amazing Good choice. Thanks, mate. And uh, number one um, is Half-Life 1 and 2. Oh, I've never played these games, but these are big PC games, weren't they? Oh, uh, yeah, it was... Scary, aren't they? It was... Uh, I don't know, scary. Just really, really involving. It was... Um, before this, I'd only ever played kind of like find the bad guy, shoot the bad guy kind of first person shoots. And then Half-Life come about. And for like the first 15 minutes or so of the game, you've got nothing. And you're just running around this um, this lab, which is exploding and yeah. falling apart. And like you see sort of like um, these aliens appear um, and they start shooting at you and stuff. And then eventually you find a uh, crowbar, which is sort of like uh, the iconic weapon of the of the of the series but um the story and the again the world that this exists in is is amazing so it starts on half-life one with this alien invasion and then by half-life two you've got like the the alien invasion that has actually completed and they're kind of in control and you're in and amongst the rebellion and stuff oh okay and there's several amazing set pieces and uh, this anti-grav gun and thing it's just oh, I've heard about the anti-grav gun um, and well, you know it formed like Portal and stuff and it was just such an important game and, you know the uh, 
Half-Life 3 um, rumours uh, are, are, are weekly um, no, still talking They're it. still talking about it. It's like, oh, maybe this year it'll be Half-Life 3. Um, it probably never happened. But it's in, I think it's interesting. I put this one number one above the other one because of the rest. Because um, in terms of storyline and beats, it doesn't really share itself too much with what's out there already. No, it's um, unique. And yeah, and you could um, happily make a, a trilogy of films on this. You could mm-hmm. do do a Game of Thrones and go past the source material, which is the good mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. So Game of Thrones, you know, obviously when Jon Snow got stabbed, spoiler alert, back in season whatever the fuck it was, that was the end of the books. And then they had to then oh, write yeah. there on afterwards. They had to write themselves out of that shit. So Half-Life could literally make a trilogy of films, one following the plot of one, two following roughly the plot of two, and three... Go for your fucking go for your guns, mate. It's just, that's huge. That's all on use. What a great top five, mate! I want to watch all those films now. But yeah, let's uh, get us set from the bunker. Next film will be chosen at random from our list. I think and see what's available. And yeah, we're it. getting close to now. We know what we've got to do, which is yeah. basically got, a got, case of finding target. it, or, or if anything comes up, you know, we're we're we're. We're loose and free and easy. We'll, we'll announce through the visual medium of Instagram and Twitter and Frasabaka. We're on these social media platforms. Yeah. So come and join in the chatter and uh, you, and won't, you won't be disappointed. It's a celebration, come and join. You won't be Again, disappointed. Bunk over now. <laughs> so well, it's time to say cheerio and see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Ta-ta-ta. Bye. We're still, we really do need an ending catchphrase. Like... Remember, keep them peeled and... Um, Remember, everybody loves a shit movie. Wow, trips off the tongue.